Hi guys, welcome to the God's Not podcast. Um, you're here with your favourite hosts, Alex and Jenny. And today we've got two special guests in the virtual room with us, I would say. <laughs> and we've got Martins and Irene. Hi welcome guys. guys. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi guys. So this episode is all about relationship with our in-laws and particularly when those relationships can be quite strained, um, strained to the point where we can even get estranged from our in-laws. Um, but before we go into that, I want to introduce this amazing couple um, to you all. And I'm sure when I read the introduction, you will be like, they have some serious relationship goals. Um, so this is Martin and Irene. Um, they have been married for 12 amazing years, in their words. Um, they were baptized together the day after they got married. So they had some Holy Ghost honeymoon. <laughs> they met at university um, and were best friends. On the back of their graduation pictures, they wrote each other notes um, promising to make each other godparents to each other's children. So, you know, they fancied each other at uni. Um, they planned to even buy houses together, houses next door to each other. So they wanted to be each other's neighbour. I don't know, Martin's wanted to be his neighbour's keeper. <laughs> um, and the night before, the night before Irene's... Um, was supposed to handing her her final dissertation. She was so tired that she fell asleep. But by the time she woke up, she didn't have to worry. By the time she woke up, she was in major panic. But Martins had stayed up all night to type everything up for her. So already she was entrusting her whole future in Martin's hands. Her dissertation, you know, final grade. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we have Martins and Irene. So welcome um, to the show. I need to ask, how long after uni... Um, did you guys get married? Because it seemed like it could have been straight away. <laughs> well, that, that's interesting. Because how, how many years was it? Because we, we went a couple of while where we didn't actually see each other after uni. Yeah, um, it's about two years. So we, we finished yeah. uni in 2001. We were still in contact in 2001, 2002. And then there was a little bit of a silent period for, I think, two years. So that make about 2004, something like that, 2003. Yeah. So, so the, pro the prophets were silent in the land for two years. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, you guys have some serious relationship goals and it's, it's great to hear and to see. Um, so we're here to talk about in-laws. And um, you know, some people, when you say in-laws, some people will roll their eyes. Some people will be like, oh, I love my in-laws. You know, the spectrum can range from... 100 to zero um but it's a really important topic that can even break marriages you know and so i think this i really wanted you guys to share your amazing story um of you know a roller coaster ride when it came to the in-law relations and so um if you can just share yeah let's start let's start with martins i mean what was your first meeting like with your future in-laws at the time yes 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 so um i remember it was I was I, to, I drove from my house. So I used to live in North London, and um, I only live, you know, in in South London. So it was opposite ends of the spectrum, right? So um, I remember I was coming to see her. She was ill at the time, and um, what do you call it? So I drove all the way for for the first time, and um, I remember getting lost on the way there as well. But uh, <laughs> when I eventually found the way there, and it's funny because obviously from then onwards, I'd always drive down that road even till today. So. Um, you know, it's it's funny how life goes. But um, yeah, no, it was awesome. It was really good. I mean, Irene's parents are cool. They're chilled out, you know. Um, you know, but being 
African parents as well, you know, as being from Nigeria myself, you need to always remember your 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 tradition, your P's and Q's. So, you know, you know how to smooth the parents, you know, you know what to say, you know all the, the right things to do. But obviously, you just have to hope that, you know, they are they are receptive to to your approach. That's that's it. But you know, yeah, no, I think from the very first day I met them, um, they were they were very polite, you know, very amicable. There was no you know, friction. You don't get that whole uh, who are you? What are you doing here? Kind of thing. Irene's dad was cool. He was like, you know, here, yeah, hi, how are you? He said very little. Walked off. Um, what do you call it? Irene's mom was 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 a bit quiet. She said, hi, how are you? Blah blah blah. Then she sat down and she was. But they were more like watching, basically. And I and I knew that, so it was like, okay, you know. But so, I, you, yeah. so you had an easy-ish time. So an easy-ish time, easy-ish time, easy-ish time. Did, were, did you not feel nervous? Um. Yeah. A bit a little bit but you know you, look, you know it, it, it wasn't the funny thing was that we were still friends at that time so it wasn't like we were going out so you know it's different when you're going out and you're going to see your girlfriend's parents ah that's a different dynamic but you know at the point we were still we we're still friends and you know i think Irene was ill that day actually so yeah, i was taking I had she had the flu yeah so i was actually um on a on a mercy mission so it was all right they, they you know they <laughs> it wasn't like I was missionary as well. So you went to see missionary at Irene's house. I'm telling you, this is the whole ministry there, boy. <laughs> you, met, you met Irene's parents. You met Irene's parents before. And Irene, what about you? What was it like when you first met Martin's parents? Yeah, it was the, actually the first time I met, um, I met your mum and dad. It was different because like I'd been kind of before I met them, I'd been kind of like um, given the sort of like, you know, you need to do this. Like, you know, like you have to stand up and you have to kind of like, you know, address him, you know, because in the correct way and stuff. So I was I was really nervous, really, really nervous because I was just like, OK, I don't want to put the wrong impression or something, you know, Um and then when his dad, I think when his dad walked into the room, the first thing he said to me is, you're very tall. Am I, am I standing too? Like, you know, like, but his, his mom was, his mom was actually, his mom was actually really sweet. His mom was nice. His mom was really sweet. When the first time we met, she just asked a lot of questions like, you know, how did you, you know, how do you know my son? And you, oh, you went to university together or oh, kind of stuff. And I was, you know, just answered the, but like you said, we were just friends at that point. So it was, it was, um, it was a, it was a good meeting back for the first time, the very first time the we met. First time. Oh, okay. I, yeah. thought, I thought we were dating the first time we met. No? No, we hadn't started dating. Oh, okay. Yet. Okay. Dating it. <laughs> Martin's is shocked he had the confidence. <laughs> so, so Irene, so so generally it was fine at the beginning. So were there any signs that things wouldn't be easy or smooth? Not in the way there were signs that we were very different in terms of um our families. Um, I think my in-laws are very, very traditional people and they're very, um, so I think Martin's had a much more strict upbringing than I did. Although my dad was, my parents are um, traditional to a certain extent, but um, I don't think it was as, it, it wasn't as as traditional. 
So I think my mother-in-law was, um, had very sort of, she had some, she had very sort of like, um, strict views on, on certain things. So it was more like, you know, like if I would be sitting down sort of, you know, she wanted all the women to go to the kitchen. And so I was kind of like, and obviously I've, my, I come from a home where they're all girls. And so my dad's always kind of like raised us to be equals. There is no, there was none of that type of a disparity between um, men and women. We all sat together and spoke together about everything. So it was, it was, it was um, a learning experience. Yeah, that, that must be quite hard to adjust to. Um, I guess, yeah, I, it's similar. I guess every, well, I guess in the continent of Africa, every nation has different cultures. Um, and I can imagine going into a Nigerian home, um, you know, there's some protocols that you have to observe and that could be quite nerve wracking. Um, I'm just thinking, Martins, did you brief Irene at all? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I gave her the prep. I gave her the prep, don't worry. It was you, like, did, you gave her the prep, yeah? I gave her the prep, you know, I, you know when, you, when you get there, you know, you need to make sure that you, you know, when you see my dad, don't just start any of that like handshake nonsense, you know, just go there, you know, you do the curtsy and everything. You're like, oh, good evening, sir. Good evening, ma, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you keep it real, man. You, there's none of all this, you know, um, oh, you know, hi. Nah, 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 nah. We don't say hi. Good evening, sir. Good evening, ma. And it was the same thing, you know, like that. And that's, you know, obviously when you're, you know, when you're going, when I went over as well, it was the same thing, you know, it was never really speaking to the dad, like, you know, hi, hi, sir, or, or, or hi, nah, it was none of that, even till today, you know, although it's like, you know, we were more, obviously, you know, after 12 years and everything, we're more familiar, but still, I still try and make sure that, that those good parts of our tradition are carried on, you know, but, you know, not, you know, not we take the good and not the bad, you know, and that's, I, I do like that. I think that that's something that I try and teach to our children as well. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. She got the yeah. brief, don't worry. <laughs> so Martins, can you um tell us what it was like the lead up to telling your parents that Irene was a woman that you want to marry? What was that like? Oh, that was interesting. That was very interesting. Um, I guess the the with the when we say the lead up, you know, obviously there was that phase where, you know, I remember very well that, you know, my dad was one of the first things was like, okay, he was like, look, he got to a certain stage, he was like, look, you know, you want to intro can you introduce me to your girlfriend? And I was just like, okay, fine, you know, because I'd got to that stage where um, we were, I was serious with Irene and I was already on that path of thinking that, in fact, it was one of those things that I, I just really believed that it was all in God's plan because, um, you know, when I was, when I was uh, thinking about, when I thought, knew that I wanted, was, we'd been going out for a while and I knew that I was serious about her and I wanted to take things to the next level. So it was like, okay, you know, how are we going to do this? You know, obviously, you know, what are the first steps? Obviously, you know, look at seeking God's face first. Um, and then it was after I, you know, waited on God and, you know, prayed and fasted and everything. Then I went and I said, okay, fine. You know, I'm, I just said, look, God, open up the way and make it possible for for this to happen then obviously one of the things that certain life changes i wanted to make as well but um you know leading up to introducing my, to her to my parents it was sort of like my dad then my dad called and was like look you know what um you know, look you guys was, was talking to myself and my brother i remember that day in the living room and that was after i you know went to see god's face and it was like yeah you guys if you've got girlfriends or if you've got boyfriends you guys should be able to bring them to us like you are that old, that old where you know let's let's talk let's you know you know, that kind of, or oh, not us having boyfriends. I mean, the girl, 
I, I went, you know, as a family, we were sitting down and talking. Let me set the scene properly. We were, <laughs> we were the family, we were sitting down and talking, the guys and the girls. And he was like, look, you know what? If you guys have, you know, people, bring them, you know? And I was just like, yes. Put my foot in. I was like, yeah, dad, okay, fine. You know, um, I, I'll But Martin, Martin, before you go on, mm-hmm. you, you sought the face of the Lord and you fasted and prayed, which is fantastic. And all Christians should do that. But I... I feel like it's not the average thing that someone who loves them would just do it. Like, what made you feel like I need to take this into spiritual warfare? Is it? Did you anticipate what was going to happen? <laughs> um, it was. <laughs> um, so let's put it like this: I had I had never actually brought any girls to my to my parents before, so that was my first time, and. Um, there were a lot of things. So in anticipation, yes, I knew that there were some things that were would be challenges uh, ahead. And for me, I really wanted things to be very smooth. I wanted things to, you know, I didn't want any issues and I didn't want there to be. And also, I knew that because of the family structure, because my um, my older brother wasn't um, was, hadn't proposed and wasn't getting married yet. And my older sister was in the process of doing that as well at that time. And so I, obviously I knew that... Um, Especially because I know that like, the way Nigerian, well, I know my, my parents actually, that, you know, they might be, oh, you know, why are you, you know, why are you going ahead or, you know, that sort of thing. So I really just wanted, you know, God's hand to be in it because um, obviously I was like, look, Lord, I, I want this to work. And this is obviously the first girl I've ever bring to my parents and everything. But also I wanted to, I wanted things to be smooth and I wanted God's hand to be in it as well. I wanted to, I didn't want to make the wrong decision because one of the other things was more also for myself because I knew as an individual as well, um, you know, with former decisions and choices, I didn't always feel like, you know, I, I made the right choices in terms of, you know, like your career. What do you want to do? Uh, I'm not really sure. That sort of thing. I wanted to be 100% sure. So I was like, look, you know what? I'm going to seek God's face because I wanted God to confirm. If there was anything I wanted to look, God, if there's anything I don't want to find out six months later. I don't want to find out 12 years later. I want to know now. And if you say it's okay, then I'm, I'm, I know that it's right. And I know it's good to go. And I know that no matter what happens, it will be all right. And that's why I saw God's face. And it was really serious because I, you know, I had to fast for like two weeks as well. I just felt like God was telling me fast for two weeks and, um, you know, and pray for two weeks as well. And I did. So, you know, that, that, that was the, the story behind so it. So what, what was the confirmation sign? Was it that your dad asked you to bring home your girlfriend? There you go. There you go. So after that whole period, my dad asked, and then you know, it was just like certain things started coming into into play. You know, there were there were certain um like it was almost like there was a, like oh yeah, you guys are all mature now. You know, you know how African parents are. You know, even though you're 27, they're telling you oh, you're 25, 26. They're telling you about oh, you guys are now mature. And you're like okay, <laughs> but um yeah, you know, it's, it's different for them. As my mom always says, you're still a child whenever she looks at you. So that's that's the end of that. So there you go. But, okay, so so now you've brought Irene to your parents because um, obviously your dad's given the invitation. Hey, you know, if you got, you've got if you guys have got girlfriends or, you know, get a girlfriend, bring them over, introduce them. And you've done that now. You've taken that first step and you take Irene to your parents. What was their reaction like? I mean, they were cool. They were they were fine. I mean, she, you know, she. I mean, obviously, I will let Irene answer that actually. But you know, I, yeah. They, how, how were they? They were they were cool the first time when we went to work. Because I think we had dinner. Um, I mean, did we go to a restaurant or did we? 
think we went yeah, to yeah, I think it was, was it Chinese Father's restaurant? Day. Yeah, yeah Father's, Father's Day. Day. There you go. There we go. It was Father's Day, and we went to a rest. We all went to a restaurant with the rest of um, Martin's family as well. So it was a really nice. It was we had a nice time. It was really good. It was you know just superficial chat kind of thing, you know. So it was nice. It was just not. It wasn't any pressure because everybody else was around. So that was a yeah. That was a everyone else's girlfriend and boyfriend. No, no, just just us. It was just us. <laughs> a lot. Awesome. So, I guess the initial introduction was look, you know, mom, dad, this is my girlfriend, and it seemed quite relaxed and okay, you know, getting to know each other. Now, when you wanted to take it that step further and say, okay, mom, dad, this is the lady I want to marry. How did things unravel from there? Okay, okay. So let's let's fast forward. So um, I remember it was in um, it was towards the end of the year. So it was like um, that period was um, from around I think October, September. And the reason why I'm trying to remember the date because it was over a three month period. So from like about September, August, that sort of time, I first spoke to my brother. So obviously, I hold uh, again this whole tradition thing. You know, yeah, I had to speak to my older brother. Cause like, okay, we come. I come from a family of seven, right? So um, what do you call it? Um, uh, I've got three, and I'm the middleborn. So um, what do you call it? I've got three older ones, three younger ones. I've got two older brothers, one older sister, and one two younger sisters and one younger brother right so it's like a really split split across the board so um what do you call it i went to my older brother that was in and my older brother was with me in the uk and i went to him first i spoke to him and i was like look you know what you know you know my girlfriend you know irene and everything things are serious now you know and you know yeah i want to i want to get married and he was like what wow okay he was like yeah i was like yeah 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 no things are really serious i want to progress it to that next stage and everything and he was a bit shocked. He was just like, oh, wow. So he was like, look, look, go and think about it. Come back, you know, natural, you know, big brother stuff and all of that. And I said, yeah, okay, cool. Came back, talked to him again. Then I went to my older, the oldest one. So the firstborn. And I was like, again, same conversation, you know. And he was like, what? You know, he was like, right, right, right. Okay. I mean, it was a bit interesting with him because he was just like, um, uh, when I say interesting, it was like, oh, look, you know what? Why are you rushing to get married? What, what's the problem? And I was like, well, there's there's no problem it's like oh you know you don't need to you know if there's, if there's is there any issue and i'm just like what do you mean there any issue? it's like oh you know is you know is there anything wrong and i'm like what do you mean by is there anything wrong um pregnant. i'm like no and i'm like what what you think the only reason i'm willing to, willing to get married is because she's pregnant so i was just laughing i was just like look no it's, it's not like that so I, was like, I was like look i want to do things properly we're not planning on getting married now we're looking to wait a year, we want to get a house together and then all that sort of stuff. But you know, I want to be engaged to her before I start that whole journey. So, yeah. Awesome. So what was the reaction of your parents when you told them that I'm getting married or I want to get married? Oh, they said, come to Nigeria. That was, that was what they said. So you were in England and you said, I want to get married. They said, come to Nigeria and we'll talk about it when you yeah. come. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what they said. They said, "Okay, it's, it's two. It's two way because um, then there was like a, a, a ceremony going on in Nigeria. Everyone was supposed to be coming to Nigeria. All of us, all the siblings, and I was sure they were just like, oh, well, you know, let's not talk about it now. We'll talk about it when you come.' And but the thing is that I knew I wasn't going to come because um, I was having some issues with you know with my passports and stuff like that. So I said, like, look, you know what? I'm not coming. So you know, let's do this thing on the phone.'" 
And they were like, oh, no, 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 you have to come. And I was like, so yeah, that was the first you know, conversation there. And then obviously I, over time, I, I started to insist and continue that conversation. But because there was a lot going on, I think, you know, that time of the year as well and all of that. So because we're leading up to Christmas, uh, this was the thing. That's why I mentioned the timeline before as well. So, um, yeah, they were it was sort of, and I wanted to, for me, after a while, I wanted to do it within that three-month window. I wanted to, by the end of the December, I wanted to propose to Irene. So that was, so from then to September all the way, we were having conversations. Wow. 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 Awesome. Um, so I just want to get this right. So we just set the scene. Um, Irene didn't know that you were going to speak to your parents. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. She was in the dark. I wanted to do it like in a proper traditional. I wanted to you know, make sure that she didn't know anything about it. Um, in fact, obviously, I talked to my parents first and everything, and then um, eventually spoke to her parents as well. I think in, in around October, I spoke to her parents and asked their permission to marry her. And um, I think it was October, November. I can't remember which one, but yeah. Um, so it was like, you know, and then I just told her. wrote this. a beautiful letter to my dad as well. Oh, yeah. So, so her dad was like, you know, uh, in Sierra Leone. Hey, Martin, we're adding psalmist. Psalmist, as well. psalmist <laughs> to your TV. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a lot of emotion today, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I had to write a letter. You know, apparently, in Sierra Leonean tradition, isn't it? You have to write a letter to the to your 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 wife's or your wife to be's father to ask permission. Uh, but he was like, I always thought it's funny. He was like, um, you know, even though you're writing the letter, um, and he was like, well, it's, the choice is up to Irene anyway. It doesn't matter what all the stuff you're doing. Yes, then it's it, you know, it's a no. And then I was like, but I always I said yes, I understand. But obviously, I would like your permission. And then obviously, I tried to make sure that obviously, as uh, part of the respect as well, I said, look, it's not just your permission. I'm looking for. I'm looking for mom's permission as well. So I was like, Irene's mom as well. And then she, he, then she was just like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and the dad was like, what do you mean? You can't say that. But um, yeah, parents, our parents are sweet like that. So it was, it was, um, it was, it was, it was, it was nice at the end. I mean, it was very nerve wracking going up to ask them, but um, you know, they were very cool about it. Oh no, awesome. And just, just to get, um, I don't know if you mentioned this already, but let me just ask your relationship with Irene's dad. I guess you guys had a good relationship. Um, so it must have been a lot easier, you know, letting him know that, well, it's never really easy when you tell a father, I want to marry your daughter, um, no matter how close you are to them. Um, but doubt in your mind that he could say, wait, or, um, no, no. <laughs> well, come to Sarah and then talk, let's talk. Yeah. Well, you know what, the thing is that, when it comes to, I've, I've come to understand now through the experience that, you know, when it comes to marriages, the whole ball game changes. People just start to act differently. You know, that's parents, uncles, siblings, everyone just sort of changes. The minute you say, I want to get married, it's like everything, the stuff becomes serious. And that's like, so true. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, look, we had a very good relationship. You know what? As one of those things, I, you know, till today, I thank the Lord for, because if the, in all that time I was building that relationship with the dad, I never knew what God had in store. And this is why it was really good. I honestly believe that seeking God's face before was the key to everything, because I honestly believe that 
because when things really got serious, right, in terms of things really got disarrayed and there was a lot of trouble on the ground, um, had I not built that relationship with Irene's dad, we would never have gotten married. Wow. So I, can you please tell us about the day Martin's proposed? So he's now gone from Psalmist to Romeo. Tell us what happened. <laughs> uh, okay, so that day he was acting really weird. And we woke up in the morning. Uh, we went, I think we went shopping. Went shopping yep. and he backed the car into another car. And I was like, what's wrong with you? Why are you, so, why are you behaving like this? And then he wanted to get dressed. We were supposed to go to dinner at my mum and dad's. And he was like picking out a thousand shirts and like, you know, I'm just like, oh, for God's sake, just put a jumper on and let's go. For goodness sake. And he was like, I want to wear a shirt. Why do you want to wear a shirt? Just put the jumper on and let's go. And then he was, he was talking to my, my sister kept phoning him all day. And I'm just like, you know, she would call him and then she would phone me and she would say to me, stop being so grumpy. Stop being so, why are you being, why is that a tremor? Yeah. She was like, you're being so grumpy with him. She was as well. She, well, obviously she was in there. We got to the house and she was saying to me, let's do your nails. And like anybody that knows me knows I don't, I don't do all of that stuff. So I'm like, nails? No. And she's like, let me do your nails. Come on. It's fine. I can do it for you. Just sit here and just don't worry. And I said, no, no, please. No, it's fine. Just don't worry about it. She's like, let me do your nails. I was making such a big thing. I said, okay, fine. Do my nails. Fine. If it will get you to stop. And then... Martin said to me, oh, I'm, I'm not feeling well. I, I think I've got a headache coming on, so I'm just going to go in the front room and lie down. So I was just like, I said to my mum, he's acting really strange. I said, what's wrong with him today? And my mum was just like, oh, leave him. It's fine. Don't worry. He'll sleep it off. He'll go in the front room. And then, um, like, 10 minutes later, Premier came in and said to me, oh, um, he's, he's really not feeling well. I think you should go in and have a look. He's lying down. So obviously my heart's pumping now thinking, oh my goodness, is he really like ill? I'm in the room and there were candles and stuff on the floor and in the front room, in my mum and dad's room. And there was a glass bottle with a scroll inside the glass bottle. And hey, Romeo. Martins, you are the man. <laughs> <laughs> scroll out of the bottle and it was like, you know, as I was reading it, then he was on one knee and then I looked down and was like, oh, crying. And like my sisters and my mum and dad, everybody was outside the door. <laughs> it's a glass living room door, so everybody was outside the door. And then he came out and says, oh, yeah, she said yes. And so it's like everybody's crying. But I, I knew he would do it there because he knew that was, I would want my sisters and my mum and dad to be there because we're always so it's kind of, you know, it was it was extra special that he did it at home um, with my mum. And then, and then that day, um, I know that you obviously were excited, you were happy, and you wanted to inform, or Martins wanted to inform his parents that he had done the deed of asking the question. So tell us about that. So you're happy, you're on cloud nine, what happens? Who, me or Martin, you want to... Right. Yeah, I I review who can tell the story. One other thing to add to that is that you know the on that day it's it's actually it was the thirty first of December, Irene's mom's birthday as well. So, so it's my mom's birthday as well. So yeah, so it was extra special, and um yeah, I was I was super excited. So we we went I went to the kitchen and then Martin said, "Okay, I'm going to call my parents now and tell them that I've asked you and stuff," and I was. 
he was talking to his dad and after he finished speaking, he said, oh, dad wants to talk to you now. So I took the phone. I was like, hi, you know, hello. And, and you know, expecting everybody to be like, oh. And he was a bit muted, you know, hi. You know, and it was a bit, so I was like, oh, okay. And then he said to me, um, so I've heard the news and everything. Um, so you're, you're happy. We're, we're, we're pleased for you. Uh, and he said, but do you want, do you want us to, you know, we, we, you, you want us to be friends, right? You want us to have a good relationship, you know, and you want me to like you and get on with you and everything. Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, of course. Well, then you need to not get married. You need to hold off. Wow. And so I was like, um, okay. Uh, I didn't really know what to say. So I was just, okay. So I was just saying, I just kept saying, okay okay right so I want you to wait and tell him tell him that you don't want to get married now okay and and I want you to wait okay because my parents were there and they were looking at my face so I just kept the smile on my face and kept just being like okay okay and then I just said okay well all right then you have a happy new year and um hold on for Martins and I passed the phone back and just thought, okay, we'll have the conversation in the car. <laughs> wow. So I just want you to break that down. In that moment of, I would say, maybe this is too strong, but of rejection, how, how did you how did you marry the two emotions of joy that you're, the man you, know, you want to marry has asked you to marry you and you are so happy and excited, but yet his family in that moment in that very moment, are telling you, don't get married. How did you control your emotions and also protect, you know, Martin's in-laws, as in your parents, from future issues that could arise if they knew to the extent of what they had just said to you? You know, um, we've always, even throughout our dating, we always pray together, always, before... We used to both work um, at Liverpool Street. No, you worked in Old Street. Mm -hmm. I worked in Liverpool Street. And we would, I would get, we would pray from, and we lived, my flat was in Watford. So, and that's the beginning of the, is that the metropolitan metropolitan line? So we would get on the train in the morning and we'd start praying from then. And we'd have the whole journey from there all the way into work. 45 minutes. 45 minutes. And that was what we were always used to is praying together and just, you know, and I just knew that if God had brought Martin to this point of asking me, then God wasn't turning back. We weren't going backwards. So it didn't matter what they said at that point in time. I did feel hurt. It didn't, it didn't diminish my joy at all. I kind of, I, I just thought we were going, we were on our way to a party. So I just thought, you know what, this is great. I'm, I, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy my day. I'm going to enjoy my, it was painful. Don't get me wrong. It was painful. And I did have that, you know, a part of my heart was heavy because I wanted them to, I wanted them to be happy. I wanted them to be as happy as we were, but it was also something that I just knew that, you know what? Okay. This is a, yeah. I just know now where I'm, where I stand. Yeah. And this is going to be the prayer point now to start this. Which I feel is the best approach. I mean, you know, it's the best reaction is to take it into prayer. 
um, and know that you're leaving it onto a higher power. And God can make a way where there seems to be no way. And if God opens the door, no man can close it. Yeah. So I guess best approach i think jenny's got a question yeah no no i just also wanted to add i think it's so true because as martin said when you mention you want to get married people start acting weird i've always said it when people tell me they want to get married i give them that advice during wedding prep season people will act very very strange and as soon as you get married they all go back to normal it's very very weird um but i think especially when it comes to in-laws it is so easy to be like i want to fight how i can and it can easily become no, this is going to be my husband now when the mum is like tugging at him. Do you know what I mean? It could easily become that. And so I really respect that you said, actually, it's this is now going to become my prayer point. My focus is still, you know, we are going to get married because this is what God wants us to do. But the external voices that are contrary to that voice of God, I'm going to put that into prayer. And I think that's some really good advice. Please do not get me wrong that it was not... It, I'm saying it now in in retrospect I can look back and laugh on the situation but it was extremely painful and it wasn't a nice experience and it was it 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 threw up so many different emotions because I kept, I come from a really close knit family so you know I can say that I've been molly coddled you know my whole life it didn't, you know I'm not short of love and affection so to be to come to a point where somebody doesn't want to love you or doesn't want to accept you, it, it was it was new. It was new territory for me. So you know, I just, and we did have many of these kind of conversations. The what you know, like I said in the car, it was like, what the, what was that about? <laughs> Listen, I, 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 yeah, I, I think I have to say that you guys, you know, Aaron, I handled it a lot better than I did, you know, and I wish I could say, I know, I, I heard what you said, Alex, as well, and I, I heard what Aaron was saying, and that's why I was quiet, because, you know, I wish I was that gracious, and I wish I was that, you know, um, uh, composed, but no, look, I knew when I heard Irene, you know, when I heard my dad speaking to Irene, because I didn't, I couldn't hear exactly what he said, so I, I didn't know what he said, and um, what, but I could tell from the look on her face that something wasn't right, and um, I was in my mind because obviously the lead up to that was that, you know, there was a lot of conversations going on. So, you know, from that, for that was three months period, basically, a lot of conversations going on where there were a lot of um, incomplete conversations that were happening. I just couldn't put my finger on it. I was like, what, what's going on? This should be quite, after a while, I just thought this should be quite straightforward. You know, uh, look, I know you raise some, hopefully you bring some objections and then we'll get to the bottom of it. And, you know, that'll be it. And we sort it out. You know, amongst the, the men, that kind of stuff, and you know, all the, you know, the parents and all that kind of stuff. And as a family, we say, look, it's done and dusted. Let's move forward. You know, he's going to do what he's going to do. At least that's what I thought in my mind. But then when that happened, and then I remember when Irene told me in the car what, what was said, I think it was in the car, I can't remember when it was, but the next day, I was livid. I was furious. I was absolutely steaming because I was just like, you know, this, I couldn't believe that just happened. And I was, I was like, you know, I was just like, right. I was on a warpath after that. I was just like, look, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to sort this out. No more gloves are off, basically. And yeah. <laughs> so Martin, so you're in that moment, in that frame of mind where you're like, no, brother. Well, you can't send it to your dad though. But, yeah. <laughs> but can you share perhaps a couple of times during the wedding prep stage? So, you know, between now, this point, December 31st and your wedding day, a few examples of how bad it got, how how 
to what extent you knew that they were also gloves off, this is not going to be easy Martins kind of thing. Can you share a couple of examples or? Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to describe that situation in terms of what that really felt like. Um, in terms of if you've went, if you if you ever have you, I don't know if anyone's ever been in at war for probably six months straight and arguing every day for six months straight. That's how it felt. That's how sometimes it was. There was just constant arguments after that. It was like between me and my parents, you know, things said, things didn't said. There wasn't that once said, you know, my brothers and sisters. And it was, it just kept on going on and on and on and on. It was, it was horrible. It was really bad because it was like, you know, that's obviously, as I said, I was like, I'm not going to have it. That's not, that's not right. You know, that kind of, I felt, I've, I've always been the kind of person that I, you know, I feel very strong about justice. I really feel strong about how things should be and the way people should act. And I always, you know, feel that you should treat others the way you want to be treated. And I, I just felt that, you know, no matter what happened, no matter what, how they felt that, you know, I was hoping that, you know, they'd be able to put a brave face on it and just, you know, they, they wanted to talk to me about something. They could have done it afterwards, but they didn't. So, I was at that point, I just felt like, you know what, then, you know, I need to let you know how I feel about the situation. So it was very difficult leading up to, you know, the, the wedding and everything. There was arguments all the time. We argued about the, the location of where we're going to get married. We argued about um, when the dates when we're going to get married. I mean, um, I, I think I'll give you an example was like, you know, we had said that we we're going to, we're going to get married on a specific date. And then. I remember that day, the Holy Spirit just told me, because we were thinking between two dates. Um, one of the dates was the one that was, would have been preferable, but then we thought, okay, you know what, Holy Spirit, that they had given us um, another date. And Holy Spirit was just like, whatever date you give your, your dad, don't have that date in mind, have the other date in mind. Mm -hmm. So I just remember that very clearly. And I told, and, I, and just as we were going in to speak to my dad, I just grabbed Irene. And I told her the exact same thing. I said, Holy Spirit's just giving me a message. And after we had a long conversation and, you know, and this was supposed to be like the peace offering as well from my, from my dad after the months of fighting. And I was like, look, okay, let's decide on the date. And then he took, takes the date. He says, okay, fine, let's go. And then he, he comes back. He says, okay, that's the date you want. That's fine. I'll tell everyone that that's the date you're going to have. And then two days after he calls back and says, oh, right. So this date is going to be used as... Um, my brother was getting married at the same time. So there was a, so around the same period. So we, I, we got engaged first and day after us. And then I think that was sort of one of the things that was fueling the whole situation. And then you know, they wanted to have the, the weddings at around the same time, the same summer. So it was like obviously huge. But then, you know, they now, gave, they now went back and said, oh, your brother's going to get married on that same date. And I was wow. Okay, you know, obviously, you can imagine had, had the Holy Spirit not prepared me for that point, what my because obviously I had to go back to the to the um to this to the venue and tell them that was the date I wanted. I had to go back to contract, but luckily for me, I didn't tell them the date that I told my dad. I told them the date that God told me to. Wow, mm. wow. So when he came back and he said, I just said, well, Martin, now, now profits. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it was one of those things that when I even spoke to my dad I was just like you know when he said oh you know 
that's you know, that happened. I said, I knew you were going to do that anyway. And he was just like, what, what do you mean? I was just like, I knew you were going to do that. And he, I can't believe you just done that. And I was just like, you know, that was when I was just like, look, I don't understand what, what's going on here, but it's not right. And that was the thing I kept on repeating was, it's what you're doing is not right. Wow. You, you must have exercised a lot of patience. Um, and I guess, wh- when did you come to the stage where it was like, look, enough is enough. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm done with, you know, the games and, uh, you know, let your yes be yes, your no be no. What's going on? Let's be straightforward. When, when did you get to that stage? I know the exact point, actually, um, because up until that point, my, my, my parents and this way, obviously, you know, um, being from, a, a, from an African background and, you know, what happens that obviously, and even, actually, even in the West is what they do. At some point, the parents of the bride of the groom have to go to the parents of the bride to then go and meet them and ask them, you know, let's talk about stuff. Let's, you know, and in, in Africa as well, you have to ask what, you know, what's the dowry you're going to ask for? What's the, what are the traditions, especially because we're from two different West African countries. We need to know what the protocol is. Um, so my, you know, obviously I, I know hopefully you know, people can relate to this as well. You know, when you get the parents go over, it's usually in, in a normal situation, it's supposed to be a party, right? They'd go over and they, you know, they sit down, there'd be food and all of that kind of stuff. But because of things, the way that led up to this, this was no party at all. Uh, I mean, we took some drinks over and everything, but, it, you know, it was just, you know, like more, very light compared to what it was supposed to be. And when we got there, you know, it, it just kicked off. Basically, Irene's dad and my dad, they were just going off at each other and stuff like that. It wasn't pleasant. And Irene's uncle had come in as well. And he was like supposed to be coming to mediate and all that kind of stuff. And my dad had brought some a friend of his or something like that into the situation as well. And it just, you know, I remember there was just a lot of shouting and a lot of, you know, things just really got very tense. And, you know, I remember it was so bad that, you know, I actually told, because at the time they were asking for the venue because I was like, okay, right, we hadn't decided on the venue yet and all of that. And I told my, um, I actually told my dad where the venue was going to be, where we were thinking of getting married. And because of how heated up things were, people were shouting and talking over each other. He never even heard. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah it was so I remember at that point thinking you know what this is not going to stop and I just thought that you know and it, again it just felt like at that point it was a bit like it felt like a, a bit like again the whole theme of well why why won't you just hold it together for just to make peace and make things come together for this moment you know for to make to make this moment come together for me because at the end of the day just as much as you know and that's why I could really empathize with Irene as well you know it's it's a moment in time you don't get back you know, when when, you, when a woman is going to get married, when a guy is going to get married as well, those memories will stick with you forever. And so far, those memories weren't very good ones. And that was the thing that I was like, well, you know what? You know, I felt like it was being made really horrible for me. And I was just like, well, why would you want this to be what you remember? I was, that was all I kept saying, saying in my mind and to them. And that's when I realized that, you know what? I can't have... I can't have my parents at the wedding. That's when I realized that I can't, it just can't happen. It's just, it's not going to, it's not, if we're going to keep on going this way, there's not going to be any peace. And, you know, I don't want a situation where, you know, there's tension, there's discomfort, there's, there's unpleasantness on the day because so far every opportunity we had to bury the hatchet and move forward, it just wasn't buried. If anything, more things were being on earth. So. Wow. So Marcus, if we fast forward to the wedding day, was were they there and was that a choice of their own or yours that was my choice 
It was my choice. I took the, I decided that from that point that I would take, I'll take things into my hands and I would, you know, I wouldn't let things just happen anymore. And I said, look, I didn't, I didn't want the, work, the wedding to be ruined. I didn't want it to be a, a day that, you know, was uncomfortable and was unpleasant. And um, yeah, I just thought, you know what, it's not, obviously it's not, it's not being resolved. Things are not being resolved and things are not, you know, I've tried as much as I know how to. Um, and, you know, I just I decided that, look, you know what, in order to maintain my peace and to maintain you know, some semblance, because for me, the, the goal was also, I know it sounded, it sounded crazy to everyone, but, it, but the goal was also that, look, if you cause enough damage, there's no way to go back. But if you at a certain point, there is the opportunity for time and for God to heal all things. But if there are certain things that if you do, if you go and destroy the wedding day in front of lots of guests and lots of people, also even for both parties, it's irreconcilable. That's what people will always remember. What you did on that day, they won't really care about what happened afterwards. But if you were not there, as painful as that would be, you could move forward from that. Martin, I think there's so many gems that you said. And I think even for lessons for parents who have children coming up, just in terms of what memories are you going to create when your children are getting ready to marry? And even for, you know, maybe, you know, some of our older audience who may have regrets because of some of the things that they did in that season when their child or children were preparing to get married. And I think that is really important. And for us as family, how do we make people feel in that moment? Um, but it must have been a really difficult decision for you to get to the point where I don't want my parents at my wedding. And I'm sure that was not easy at all but as you said that was what you felt was needed to protect your peace um and you also mentioned that there's a point where you need to protect what could be in the future so you don't want things to go so far left that it can never be reconciled and so I just want us to fast forward a little bit because of time but after the wedding how long was it until any relationship there was a relationship again between your your parents and and yourselves how many years would you say? Ten years. Ten wow. Years. Yeah. Wow. Really, ten years. Yeah. Um. Ten I mean, years. it was. It was hard, but it was. Yeah. It, it was, was ten years. Yeah. It was. It was very hard. Very. Very um difficult, because obviously, uh, we, they're they're family. So you know, we had no. Obviously, we we had children during that time. Um, and it wasn't just the parents. It was also his siblings that we had no contact with either over the 10 years. So obviously life had moved on for everybody and we weren't, part of that. you know, they weren't parts of our life either. So it was, it was really weird. It was really strange. And I just, wow. I just want to understand, you know, or get, let our audience understand how deep that is for some people who aren't married, but 10 years, 10 years of marriage is a long time. Like Alex and I have been married for eight years and I can't imagine either of our parents not being at the key milestones in our lives. And even your baptism was the day after you got married. They probably weren't there. You know, the birth of your first child, they weren't there. And I'm sure Martin's, you know, in that moment where your son was born, your first son, I'm sure you thought of your dad. Do you know what I mean? And how did you lean more into God, like with that as well, feeling like, I'm not sure if you felt incomplete or not. How were you guys feeling at key milestones over the years, year after year, decades? How was that? What was that like not to have? you know, one set of parents, even though they were alive? Uh, that was the hardest part. That was absolutely the hardest part. And, you know, um, every milestone, you know, you struggle with that, do I call now and just sort of try and bury the hatchet, you know, and just 
try and get things across. You know, um, you know, my first son was born, I think, a year after we got married. Um, a second son was 12, um, 12, 18 months after that. Um, and, you know, watching those boys grow up and, you know, knowing that they'd never met their, their grandparents, they never knew their grandparents on the other side. And um, obviously my, my, my parents as well, they've got, we've got really strong genes in our, in our family. So the kids all look alike, you know? <laughs> so, you know, he's looking at them, looking at me, you can see my dad in there. You can see my mom in there as well. You can see my brothers, my sisters as well. Um, so that was probably the most painful thing that I've ever had to do. I mean, and you ask, how do you, how do you get through that? Um, you really have to rely on, on God. I mean, there's a scripture that, um, I always used to remember that, you know, it says, even when you don't have a father and a mother, I'll be your father and I'll be your mother. And, you know, I really had to hold on to that because obviously even when, you know, Irene's mom and dad would, would come to the hospital or, you know, they're all of those milestones, their first day at school, the first time they, they, they braced their, they gashed their knee, they braced their elbow, you know, and, you know, being able to call grandpa and grandma and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, for me, although it was lovely that Irene's parents were there, my heart always yearned for my parents to be there as well. My, my heart always wanted, you know, them to share in those moments. You know, um, I had a really fantastic, you know, and I have a really fantastic relationship with my mom because we went through a lot of things, you know, together. There were times I was there for her when, you know, as a young boy, when she was ill, I was there for her, you know, you know things that we really shared. And the fact that she couldn't, as a grandmother, couldn't hold my children in arms was really painful for me. So, yeah, it was hard. Yeah, I, I can imagine that it would be very painful indeed. Um, but how do, how did you cross that bridge then? How did you, you know, reconcile with your with your parents? Basically, we were at. It was uh, after about yeah. So after that ten year period, we started going to a new church, and the pastor asked to um, speak to us after service one day and he asked um where martin's parents were and so we said to the we explained the whole situation and stuff and he said this has to you need to um speak to them you've got to reach out to them and stop this because he then explained that you know sometimes even when you are right you can be you can go wrong and that if you don't you know you don't know what tomorrow is you do not want this to go into your lineage this needs to be said and so we kind of like were like wow okay you know this is serious somebody a man of god's given us a word like this this is you know so i think martin's reached out to his dad well what happened was that um my dad knew where i worked so um what do you call it um because he, he got to find out where i worked and then what do you call it he, he, what happened he came in to the office my offices one day um, so I was, um, yeah, I was in, you know, Canary Wharf in the, you know, in the city and all of that. And then all of a sudden, you know, I get someone call me from the, the reception room and says, your dad is here. And it actually was my, my boss. I was like, oh yeah, your dad's here. And I'm like, what? <laughs> She's like, yeah, your dad's here. So I remember going down and I went to the reception and I met him and, you know, yeah, it was, it was just emotional because obviously he just ran, he just hugged me and we just, you know, then I we stepped outside, you know, we sat down and started talking. And, you know, I just said, look, you know what, at the end of the day, you know, it was sort of like, oh, you know, look, let's just bury the hatchet. Let's just everything, no matter what's happened, let's just put it in the past and let's put the past in the past. And I remember I said to him, look, you know what, I've never, I've never not wanted, I've never wanted you to apologize to me. 
Because that's what this was the thing. We're saying, look, do you want me to apologize? And I said, no, that's that's not never what I wanted. What I want is all I want is that for you to have respect for myself, my wife. And I don't mean respect as in, you know, I want you to to you know to honor me. What I'm saying is that look, if you love someone, you respect them, you respect their choices, you respect their life, you respect them out of love. And that was what that's all I've ever wanted. I don't want I don't want anything else. I don't even want more. So, you know, when I explained that to him, I think he he got it. And I obviously, I, I believe that God had caused things to come to that point as well. So, you know, we would, you know, hugged each other, you know, and everything. And then from there, the, 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 the channels were open and we started talking and we started to, you know, to introduce each other. But even then, it was still a, a slow process because obviously, you know, there was a lot of things, you know, to build that trust back up. And that's what I said to him. I said, look, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, my life has changed a lot since you knew me last, you know. Um, and one of the things is that, look, my yes is my yes and my no is my no. So if I, I'm going to, I'm not, I don't trust you yet. We need to build that trust. I'm like, look, it's across the board. I'm sure you don't trust me either. So look, let's build that trust together and let's go step by step. And, you know, that's how it started. And so Irene, what was that reunion like for you? So Martin's and his dad had their personal reunion. And then what was that like for you and the kids? Um, I think for me, it was, I had always been like, I knew that this day was going to come anyway. And I had always been showing the children pictures of their grandparents and like, and their uncles and aunts and stuff and telling them who they were because my kids would ask about, Oh, you know, doesn't daddy have a daddy and mummy? Only you have a mummy and daddy. And I've not seen his, you know, and I say, Oh no, no, daddy's got a mummy. You know, this is, this is him you know and I'd say who they are and stuff they're like where are they and I said they're in Nigeria and you know one day you're going to meet everybody and you know so they knew who they were they knew about them um and the first time that we went we went we met in a restaurant neutral place and I just the thing is I you know what what God is so it's it's so amazing because when you have been blessed as much like I've been so blessed to be married to this man and to have what I have in my life that I can't be angry with anybody. Do you know what I'm saying? I can't because at the end of the day, I wouldn't have him if it wasn't for them. So I feel I loved them even throughout the whole thing. I'd forgiven them. So it was easy for me to, you know, I wanted her, I wanted to meet my mother-in-law again and to basically... I didn't want her, I just, I wanted her to feel comfortable. I didn't want her to feel uncomfortable. And like the first time that we met, I could see that she wasn't sure whether I was going to be like, you know. Fire. Yes. So it was, you know, but it was kind of like, I was just like, you know, kids go hug your grandma and hi, you know. And it was just like, let's just talk like nothing and just, you know. And wow. Once she saw that I was like, you know, there's no, I don't have any ammunition. I'm, I'm not, I'm not coming armed. Everything's okay. She was like, okay, we can put everything down. And she came forward and it was like, we, and I, you know, and it's, it's been like Martin said, it's been a slow process of building up the trust and the relationship again. But yeah, it's, it's, it was, um, it was, and also with my, in, with my sister-in-laws, my brother-in-laws as well. It's been, you know, we're kind of getting to know each other. So it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, there's the good old saying, better late than never. Mm. Exactly. So, 
Exactly. You know, all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So I, we thank God that, you know, yes, it was rocky at the start, but by God's grace, it's a lot better. Um, it's a lot better. And I mean, you know, we've only got probably about three minutes or so. So what advice would you give um, people who, who are going, who have been or who are going through a similar situation um, to what you guys have just come out of? Mm. My advice would be as a couple, you have to pray together because I can tell you that as soon as you make that commitment to say you want to get married and to honour God, the enemy is going to come at you hard. This is why this is why I think everyone changes when it, we mention the word marriage and stuff. And then they go back. Once you've done it, the enemy knows, OK, they've made it to the to their goal. And ugh, well, that's one for God's team now, you know. Um, and I just think that, you know, also you've got to be on the same page with each other at all times because, you know, you, you can't. It, it can only be done through prayer. You can't change anybody. No man can change another person. Only God is going to change somebody. So no amount of talking or arguing with your parents or your in-laws or anybody else, uncle, aunt, what, whoever they are, yeah. it, it just goes in one ear and out the other. Absolutely. You have, you have to, as a couple, that's the thing, you know, you've got to make sure that you're solid. And in terms of you've got to love each other and, you know, never, because at the end of the day, when you're a couple, there's two of you against the world. And, you know, you've got to be united. Even if you don't agree about something, don't disagree with anyone else, in front of anyone else. Have that united front all the time. It's both you are the ones that are the most important in that relationship. And, you know, obviously I've been blessed to, to have such a wonderful wife and, such, you know, such, <laughs> such a wonderful partner. We've been together, you know, on the same page for a long time. And that was one of the things that God really blessed us. You must be united because, you know, the Bible says that, when the two of them become one, you know, and the only thing that holds them together is God, the cord in the middle, that third, third strand that holds them together. So you cannot be warring in front of other people. It doesn't matter who they are, your parents, your friends, anyone, you have to be united. Yeah. Thank you so much, Martins, for just, you know, sharing how important the God's Knot is. That is the God's Knot, you know, the two, the, the, the threefold cord. Um, and your, your story is phenomenal. It's really encouraging. You know, you've been married 12 years, 10 of those years, you know, without Irene, your in-laws, Martin's your parents, but you are still strong. You still said that you've had 12 years of amazing marriage. And so we thank God for your lives. Thank you so much for joining us on The God's Knot. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. No, thank you thank guys you for guys. your honesty and sharing. I know it's not easy, but I know someone else is encouraged. Another you know, couple that are preparing for marriage are encouraged. So guys, that's us today. Um, and you'll see us next week on The God's Knot. Bye. <laughs>